It's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode. Tuesday, Monday's Hangover episode. Tuesday, Monday's Hangover. Chad Prather Show in the Mothership Studio 22. Puppet Master Mark, Super Chris. Let's love Brandon at the helm. Nether regions. Insanity. That's where we're headed. Uh, I'm just reading comments from a post, theblaze.com. Uh, <laughs> Brian Stelter tries to pull a Kaepernick on his laughable last show. We, we, play, we played this yesterday um yeah the um in the article it's pretty funny um <laughs> reliable sources which again i i think we have a montage i want to play in a little while of just how reliable brian stelter sources were um but uh, brian stelter as you know has lost his job and curtis Hulk, how do you however you say that name? Hook, H O U C K. He said, We're barely five minutes into the final reliable sources and the arrogance and hatred for conservatives that the truth is not neutral with Stelter and Carl Bernstein is flowing. They've already shown why it's being canceled. Uh, he said, second segment for Brian Stelter's final show, the risk to the lives of journalists and how dangerous it is to be one in America because of the far right. Ah, yes, being a journalist in America is just like reporting in China, Myanmar, North Korea, and Russia. Um, so the point is, um, uh, Sarah Reese Jones, uh, Politicus at Politicus Sarah, she said, Brian Stelter closes reliable sources by saying, I know it's not partisan to stand up for decency and democracy and dialogue. It is not partisan to stand up to demagogues. It is patriotic. We must make sure we don't give platforms to those lying to our faces. Um, so obviously he had to make himself out to be the martyr that he thinks that he is. And, um, oh, Twitter has not been kind to the man, uh, in, in this whole thing, but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm happy he's gone quite honestly, but leave it to the people of Facebook to comment and say, well, he just lost his job and feels like a failure. Put yourself in his shoes now. Um, he doesn't need shoes. He's on his knees. <laughs> Just like Kaepernick. Um, yeah. So you, what's going to be funny is if no one wants to hire him like Kaepernick, right? Carry that out to its full deal. All right. That's not what I want to talk about. It's not where I was at. I just happened to read that when we came into the show. I want to talk about your money for a minute because you're not going to have any. Um, you, you better watch out, folks, and, and start taking some precaution right now because I was on the phone. I have to get a new windshield. I have to get a new windshield for my truck because uh, yesterday had some stuff hit it and three big old cracks, bam, 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 out on the highway. And I called my insurance guy about something else, and we were talking about the windshield. We were talking about some stuff. I'm moving uh, it, next week to a new house. It's not new, but it's new to me. So uh, I'm changing around some insurance stuff. And he said, you know, in the next 18 months, in the next year, he said people's um, premiums are probably going to go up 50%. And I said, did you say 50%? I mean, people are struggling right now. I mean, they are really having a hard time. And I know when I make jokes about people subscribing to The Blaze and I'm like, ah, you bunch of skin flints, you cheap bastards, all this kind of stuff. Guys, it's a joke, okay? Yeah. Uh, it's a joke. 
I want people who can subscribe. I want you to subscribe. I want you to because it helps support us, right? But, you know, and I would not be doing my job if I didn't encourage you to do that. But I get it. I understand. But CNN, I mean, you talk about they mocked. I mean, they were mocked this last Friday on uh, on social media that they they characterized the falling gas prices. And they've come down a little bit. I mean, we're, we're celebrating it being, what, four and a half dollars. Um, they called it a tax break or a monthly raise. Now, gas hit 501 per gallon in mid-June. They've now fallen to 391 per gallon. That's gas. I always think in terms of diesel because that's what I buy. Um, so they said, next time you stop at a gas station, think of it as a $100 a month tax cut or maybe a $100 a month raise. Wow. Uh, They wrote an article that said the impact of the extra cash could be a substantial boost to an economy, suggesting the extra cash could revive spending on non-essential items like clothing and electronics. This is how they justify this. Uh, Look, we love that the gas has come down, but are we at $1.74 where we were two years ago? I don't think we are. Um, You know, look. Bottom line, you could say you could say it's not Biden's fault. I know that when Biden took office, it hit the fan. He shut down the Keystone Pipeline, all that kind of stuff. And look, I, and I don't want to get into that debate of how that affects everything, the nuts and bolts of that. We've been down that discussion. But different decisions like that ultimately are making us dependent uh, on, you know, all this stuff. We were, we were energy independent. So I want to read to you some of the... Uh, Responses, just a few. So, um, gas was two thirty nine a gallon when POTUS took office. It's three ninety two now. Next on CNN, arsonist gets medal for helping fight fire. He started. <laughs> Weird that over the last year and a half, CNN has never once suggested that we consider rising prices a tax hike. But gas prices drop a tiny bit, and suddenly we get this. Somebody said, "You think we're dumb, huh?" Wow. Uh, that was Joe Pagliarulo. CNN straight up adopting White House talking points and they're detached from reality. If someone took $200 from you and then gave back $100, did you actually come out ahead? This new CNN sure cheerleads for Biden, just like the old one. That was Tim Murtaugh. Uh, Said this would make Stalin blush. That was Drew Holden in the Washington Free Beacon. This is North Korean level nonsense. It's like getting a huge pay cut, then getting a slight pay bump, but still well under what you were making before and being told to be grateful. That was Matt Whitlock. Uh, uh, Brian Riedel with Manhattan Institute said, this is some next level gaslighting. I mean, it really is. Gaslighting. I see what he did there. Um, So there you go, folks. I mean, don't worry about it. Don't worry about any of it. Your insurance premiums are going to go up 50%. Gas is going to continue to be expensive. Um, you know, the octogenarian in chief is, is in control. And now, again, when the gas prices went up, every re-re on social media said it's not Biden's fault. It's everything but Joe Biden's fault. But now it comes down 30 cents, 40 cents, 50 cents. And you want to slap Joe Biden on the back and say, good job, Scranton Joe, lunch pail Joe. Yeah. Uh, But Fox News. 
Fox News had uh, Jennifer Granholm on. That, of course, is the energy secretary. Uh, was on Sunday. And uh, I want to talk about how that, you know, low-income Americans can rely on the Inflation Reduction Act to help them because the law provides tax incentives for installing. Well, you know what? We've got that clip. Let's play it and you'll hear it from her. What do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? Well, number one, for your home, yes, there are significant incentives in this bill, which is great to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis. So if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan infrastructure law, a significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, today you can get 30% off the price of solar panels. Those solar panels can be financed, so you don't have to have the big outcome outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed to the in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's a significant incentive. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Let me just walk you through a day in the life. Uh, just the other day, I told you I'm moving. I'm moving. Now, the house I'm moving into I got to get the gas turned on. I got to get the power turned on. I got to get the water. I mean, it's on, but now I got to pay for it. So now it's got to be in my name. And I got to make sure the sanitation's taken care of. And I got to make sure all the services are done. So what do you do? You go online, you fill out the applications. Well, maybe it's the right application. Maybe it's not the application. You don't know, but I'm trying to just do what I'm supposed to do as a citizen so I can pay my bills. And I don't want to be living in the dark. I don't want to be living in the heat. I don't want to be living in the cold. I want to take care of my things. You know, I'm an American. God forbid I want to have these first world things like air conditioning. Okay. So I call them up, get on the phone with them, uh, call the gas company. And they're like, um, we, don't, we don't even deal with this. And I'm like, you're the gas company. What do you mean? Well, we don't, we deal with, we don't deal with that. Like we deal with emergencies. Like if there's a leak or something like that, I'm like, no, no, no. Then transfer me because it's still, you're with the same company, right? And I'm not going to say the company's name. Yeah. I said, well, then transfer me to the other people that can get me the new service. Well, we can't do that. What do you mean can't do that? You, you can't transfer the call? Can you give me the number to call uh, that, that gets me past an automated system where I can talk to a human being? Uh, no, I can't do that either. Okay. So I say all that to say without taking you further down to my blood pressure level uh, and, and my stress point. Now I'm supposed to start dealing with government bureaucrats who are going to tell me how to retrofit and winterize and solar panel my home. And I'm supposed to get rebates. I'm supposed to be incentivized. I'm supposed to go out there and just do all of these things to my home and then somehow go find that money. Yep, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. One, it's a dumb idea. All right. Why, why don't we just give you a service and you pay for that service and be done with it? Let, let's try to get that kind of deal, you know, a little more streamlined rather than now. I got to go because, you know, I don't know about you guys, but uh, anybody read any tax codes recently? Anybody go out there and, and look at some of the IRS documents, try to understand that gibberish? Oh, no. But now they're going to start dealing with our homes and how you could save money. And they're going to talk to you like stu you're stupid. I want to see... Um, I would like to see, here's what I want to know. Can someone find me the home of Energy Secretary, Secretary Jennifer Granholm? You know, you can, I can look up Jay-Z's house. 
I, you know, I can find all these homes. I can find where celebrities live. I, I can find Brian Kavanaugh's house, apparently. The protesters could. So I want to see Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm's home. Is there like a Google satellite map of, of her house? Because I'm just curious to see how many freaking solar panels are on top of it. I want to see. Can somebody, you know, let's see if we can find that picture out there. We'll come back to that idea later on. But I want to do a little search. And, and I want to find out what she's doing to retrofit her own home. Because I don't know about you guys, but historically speaking, these people like Leonardo DiCaprio that want to preach to me about the environment, they're usually the ones with the yachts and the private jets. The people who bark the loudest, they're the ones, just like, you know, oh, we got to bring, we got we to take care of the climate and the environment and all this kind of stuff. But China can, and India, they can do whatever they want to do. Russia, they can do whatever they want to do when it comes to the gun. We just got to take care of America. We, we're not going to call out China on any of this stuff. So my point is, these people who preach the loudest, they ain't doing it themselves. They want you to do it. The peons. They want you to do it. Uh, can we talk about what she said about what low, low income should? The, the whole, can we play that clip? Let her rip. What do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in the first place? Next clip. This invasion Next clip. by Russia is, uh, an, uh, is such an example of why countries need to move away from the volatility of fuels from countries who do not have our interests mm -hmm. and from the volatility of fossil fuels. Mm -hmm. If we want to be energy secure and energy independent, that means we've got to produce our own energy. My uh, counterpart uh, in Ireland, the minister there, energy minister there, has said that no one has ever weaponized access to the sun. Mm. No one has ever weaponized mm. the wind. Perhaps a move to clean energy mm. will be the greatest peace plan the world has ever known. Oh, wow. So let me interpret that for you. Let's get away from the free market. Let's get away from capitalism. Let's institute ESG scores. Now, did she say that? No, but that's, that's the insinuation, what's going on right there. Let's get away from fossil fuels. Let's get away from those things that drive and build wealth, those things that energize the world, those things that keep the world moving, and specifically keep Americans moving, the things that make our life easier, things that make our life... No, we've got to do all of this stuff in the name of, of what? Oh, we're, we're, this is all about inflation, right? Well, hell, I don't, I don't know how any of that stuff connects. Let's just put everybody, you know what let's do? Let's just live in caves. Let's just live in caves. Let's create fire with a rock. Uh, you see something you want it, go bash it in the head, drag it into the cave, eat it, have sex with it, whatever. Let's just go back to that kind of stuff because surely that world made sense, right? Right? Right. Okay. Folks, Americans are discovering that if we want to change the nation, that we have to change the way the marketplace works, as I just pointed out. Woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values. So it's time for a change. And that change starts with you and your wallet. Now, I'm going to give you a real solution, unlike your energy secretary there. Public Square. I'm proud to partner with them. They're the largest network of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses and consumers our nation has ever seen. Public Square is the first app. It's an app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys local from local farms, coffee shops that stand against COVID, and the mandates, banks that would never cancel you for political views, Public Square is your guide. There's also interactive 
uh, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Uh, you can actually put your business on there as well. It's free to join. So download the Public Square app. Uh, you get it at the Apple Store, get it at Google Play, create an account, begin your search, list your business. As I said, your local community can support you. Download the app, Public Square, Public SQ, Public Square. Get it today. Be right back. All right, during the break, a little research, a little investigative research. Jennifer Granholm, the energy secretary. We found her house. You have it? Put it up there. Those solar panels? Those are solar panels. She has them. I'm always willing to admit when I'm wrong. She's got them. Now, my question is, where'd she get them from? (laughs) Who paid for them? Is that funded by taxpayer dollars? I, I want to know. Now, she, you, you know Jennifer Granholm. She is the former uh, Secretary of State. She's Secretary of State or Attorney General? Secretary of State, but she was the governor of um, Michigan prior to Gretchen Whitmer. If I remember right, yeah. And she, she, uh, she's from, she is Canadian. She was born in British Columbia. She's got a net worth of, I don't know, a million bucks that we know about. But there are some solar panels. Wow. Hey, this, of course it is. By the way, that's, that's her California home. Yeah. And that's the only one that so Google... Now, now, she's the governor of Michigan, but she's got a California home. Exactly. And I got to get into politics. I got to get into politics, Chris. <laughs> I know. Well, you tried. It's where the money is. You tried. I only did it for the money. Oh, okay. And you are the world's richest cowboy. Yeah, I, <laughs> my bank doesn't know that. Oh. But in spirit. You identify. I identify as the world's richest cowboy. And can I give a shout out? Can I just give a shout out to two individuals? Uh, I don't have their names pulled up. I made the comment on the show last week about how nobody ever paid me for sitting in the truck and running my mouth. Two people sent me 20 bucks. <laughs> two people. They Venmoed me. Uh, they, they Venmoed me. And you know what? I've got to take a moment right now. I do have to pull it up. I got to pull it up right here. And I sent them a message back. It was... Uh, uh, Jessica Barola, Jessica Barola, and Brandon O'Flynn. See, all the Brandons, Brandon, they aren't Brad Brandons. I saw Sarah come in the room. Is, is it possible she can come sit down, or does everything have to be reset, Mark? All right, don't worry about it. You stay over there, Sarah. Don't you run off. You're, don't you run off. Um, so don't miss uh, Glenn, Glenn Beck's upcoming podcast. He had Rob Schneider on. We don't know when. May not be upcoming, but it's coming. And Rob had a uh, Sarah. We'll get her take on this thing. But she went visited with Rob recently. She hung out with him. They went and had coffee. Well, if you're when you look like Sarah, you get to hang out with a lot of people. And uh, it oh, <laughs> did he get a peep in the window? There's listen. There's there's doors open for you. That's for sure. <laughs> Doors open for you. Um, she said, I'm right here. Trust me, we're thinking about your window and your doors. Um, but one of the things that Rob was, has been concerned about, we talked about Ricky Gervais yesterday, is, is people like getting offended. You know, not just people attacking the stage, but like, you know, Rob mentioned people leaving the shows because they're offended. Here's the thing. 
Here's the thing. Let me just go out there and help me spread this message because Jesse Payton and I, like we're booking, uh, we're doing our New Year's parties and and just going back out and doing some straight comedy shows. You know, we do the music thing too, but we're doing some straight comedy shows and, and it gets can get a little offensive, right? So, because um, comedy is that way. And, I, and I'm just done with filtering. I'm done with walking that razor's edge. I'm going to tell you what I want you to hear. If I'm on stage, you come to a comedy show, and you're an easily offended person, just don't buy the ticket. Don't do it. Like, if you can't come in there and be like, okay, I'm going to hear some things I don't like. I may hear some stuff that, eh, just don't come. Like, I'm just done with it. I, like, I, I used to be like, everybody needs to come. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, and you've heard me say this before. Going out and doing comedy ought to be the place where you go in expecting to get a little offended. Because we're making fun of things. Going to church, you should be a little offended. And um, you should go in with that expectation. But some people can't handle it. So Rob was talking about how, you know, he doesn't understand people are getting offended. You know, because, again, these guys that have been doing comedy for a long time, they're, they're used to going in and telling the jokes and saying what they want to say. And, you know, everybody, sometimes it's cringe. But that's part of the fun. You know, it's like getting on a roller coaster and you just want it to go 30 miles an hour and stay flat the whole time. That sucks. I didn't wait in line to, to, to ride a flat roller coaster. I mean, <laughs> that's no fun. So get on the roller coaster and shut up. But uh, anyway. Oh, it, Jesse and I, so we, we're, going, we, we're planning, like, I, I want to call these like the, the offensive shows. Steve Powell, Party Foul Steve, went and saw uh, our buddy comedian Steve Trevino, who has a new Netflix special out. You need to watch it if you haven't seen it. Our longtime friend Steve Trevino, one of the great comics anywhere, but he's he's from Texas, and we're proud of that. Steve went and Steve and Tony went and saw him the other night in. Uh, well, Steve's Steve Trevino's the best. I mean, he's one of the best, and so they saw him in Orlando the other night, Sunday night, and uh, of course Steve Powell, being the narcissist that he is. He said, text Trevino and tell him that your tour manager is in the house. And I'm like, well, you're not my tour manager anymore. And you really never were my tour manager. But you were a road manager. We'll give you that. You sold merch. (laughs) And I was like, I don't have Steve Trevino's number anymore because, as I told you guys two weeks ago, my phone ate all my contacts. Plus, he knows who you are. But I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get a shout out from the stage. Stop doing that. So I said, go talk to him after the show. No, tell him I'm here. No, go talk to him after the show. He knows you. And so anyway, Steve's like, well, I told him to text you so you got his number again. And I'm like, you know, it's, he's, he's a real celebrity now. We don't have to worry about that. Um, but I don't even remember what I was going to say with all that stuff. Listen, if you go to the comedy show, don't go over there getting offended. Don't Just don't do it. Don't do it. But... Uh, me and Jesse, we're doing uh, January or December 30th, December 31st, January 1st. New Year's party is going to be uh, in, uh, in College Station, going to be in Lake Jackson, going to be in Canyon Lake, in that order. So watchchad.com has all the fun stuff. Uh, do we know if uh, Jennifer Granholm, that's her name, right? Do we know if she has an electric car? I want to find her guilty of something. So she has a Chevy Bolt. Chevy Volt. Okay, that's that's somewhat um, climate friendly. The only friendly. thing I could find was that in December of 2021, 
she went to visit a Boston public school area. Yeah. And the government had those big suburban gas guzzling vehicles. And she got hit. Oh, yeah. She got caught one of those. So that's the only thing I can find so far. She's practically Taylor Swift in terms of her carbon footprint. Um, anyway, electric vehicle owners couldn't charge their electric vehicles at public charging stations. Listen, if you got an electric vehicle in Texas right now, it's flooding outside. Be careful. Don't get electrocuted. Don't, don't plug your car up and stand in a puddle. Good God. I, uh, by the way, I just want to, let me just say this cause it just hit my head. And I want to remind everybody that all of those charging stations, you know what powers them? Coal. <laughs> Coal. So uh, the Biden administration pushes electric vehicles. Thousands of EV owners, they can't charge their electric cars at the public charging stations. That's, that's what the polls are saying. Uh, the second annual U.S. Electric Vehicle Experience Public Charging Station study. <laughs> that's a study. Uh, I wonder how much money it cost to do that study. Uh, they surveyed, they interviewed 11,554 EV and plug-in hybrid vehicle owners from January through June. Twenty percent of them couldn't charge their EVs at public charging stations. Now, here's the issue that I have, guys. Yesterday, I'm driving a couple hundred miles. I pull up to a gas station. My truck says 48 miles to empty, which is in my truck more like 15. (laughs) It's time to get fuel. I pull up to the to the diesel pump, put my card in and it says payment declined. And I'm like, oh, oh, what's up? Oh, what's up? I grab another debit card, put it in there. Payment declined. I was like, what's up? I grabbed another debit card. Payment declined. This is for fuel, right? This is the stuff we hate. <laughs> fuel. I grabbed a credit card, stuck it in there. Whoop, payment declined. I realized there's something wrong with the pump. So you know what I was able to do? Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you how I'm wired. And I'm sure some of you are the same way. If, if something says to me, like if I go to the fuel pump and it says see cashier, I'm getting in a truck and driving to another gas station. I'm not walking inside there. I'm not going in there. That might, that might be the time it gets robbed. I'm not going in. I'm not going in. Could be a trap. I don't know. Uh, they could be wanting me for sex. I don't know. Dude, I don't know what they want to be legal. They want to be legal citizens. Maybe they want to get me to impregnate them. I might. Anyway, I go to the next gas station. Well, here's the problem. If, I'm, if, I'm, if my batteries are going out on my EV, I'm just cruising town, picking up chicks in my EV, hanging out, you know. Hey, girl, you couldn't hear me coming. You know why? EV. <laughs> but you'll hear me coming later. You know why? <laughs> you can't just pick up and go to the next charging station if it ain't working. Chad, the, You're screwed. Car, the car won't let you. As a person that has driven a Tesla. Owns. As a person that's driven a Tesla, <laughs> it won't let you go to the next station because it's telling you you're going to die. Yeah. You're going to blow up. Speaking of that. Now people are talking about this Anne Hache thing. It's being like. Like they used, they murdered her. Like they drugged her and murdered her and sent her off in her car. What did she know? 
What did she know? We need to talk to Ellen. We need to talk to Ellen and Portia de Rossi. Find out what Anne Hayes knew. I'm going to write a book. Well, she it's going to be like Michael Knowles. It's going to be nothing in it. She just going to say what Anne Hayes knew. <laughs> she did a podcast. I think it was she did a podcast oh. and then boom, dead. Well, I'm doing a podcast right now. Should I be worried? I think so. I don't know. Kiss of death, people. Gotta wish we had something to sell, but we don't. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Uh, it's my favorite portion of the show. Actually, just because I like to hear myself talk where I wax eloquent. Folks, one of the things that makes this job that I get to do so rewarding is that I get to come on this program and I get to share laughs both with the people in the studio and, of course, with you, the audience. We get to pull out that long pointy stick and the marshmallows and we just get to toast them over the fiery wake of the Blitzkrieg ridden social norms that we enjoy so much today. But today, today I'm going to tamp down the laugh track just a little bit because I think the situation I'm about to describe warrants a touch of solemnity and a little bit of concern. You ever heard of rainbow fentanyl? I mean, just when they couldn't come up with enough ways to kill you. Rainbow fentanyl. Now, if you haven't heard of it, it's probably not what you're thinking. This isn't the new sponsor for Pride Month, folks. It's actually a whole lot worse than that. Now, last week, the DEA announced that they're finding fentanyl in pills that look like colorful candy. Uh, And I don't mean the legal fentanyl, by the way. This ain't prescription candy. This is stuff that's being seized and which seems to be marketed illegally to, any guesses? Uh, You got it, children. So the DEA tested these pills and discovered that there was a bunch of them that were laced with methamphetamines and animal tranquilizers as well. And when I say they're being marketed to kids, understand something. Some of them are literally chewable tablets like children's vitamins. Now, that's Washington, D.C., and I want you to put a pin in that for just a moment. I want to come back. Now, uh, travel down to Nogales Port of Entry in Arizona, where also last week authorities found and seized 15,000 pills of exactly the same description. They look like candy. And by the way, the day before that, those same authorities seized Brace yourselves for this, 250,000 of just the regular old fentanyl pills, 11 pounds of heroin, and 10 pounds of meth. Now, a few days before that, these numbers boggling the mind yet, 70,000 fentanyl pills. In one week at the end of July, that number was 1.1 million with an M, mama. Now, these rainbow fentanyl pills have cropped up in Oregon as well. That's Oregon. That ain't on the border. But let's go back to D.C. for a moment. If you'll recall, we've been shipping a lot of the illegals who crossed the Texas border up to D.C. because the federal government has otherwise hamstrung much of our ability to deal with the border crisis. And if you ever doubted that there was a border crisis before, take a look at what's happening right now. Now, I can't prove to you that these illegals brought the stuff into Washington, D.C. the way I can prove it about Arizona. But I'd say, you know, there's a pretty good indication that maybe there was some stuff shoved up their ass. Now, folks, I'm sure the well-informed among you already knows this, but just for those of you who don't, it takes two milligrams of fentanyl, two milligrams of fentanyl. That's about the weight of a few grains of salt to be a fatal overdose. Now, you know what that means? 
It means that drug lords from the South are dumping poison into our country at an unprecedented rate. People die from this shit in droves every day. Hell, we're killing a ton of people with it legally here, but we don't have anything even close to approximating a corner on the death market right now. Listen, you can have a wide range of opinions on the legality of drug use in the United States. If you learn more, if you lean more libertarian, you might even be in favor of something like fentanyl being legal to use. But what you hopefully wouldn't argue is that a, that a directed and obvious attempt to disseminate it throughout the country to children in a package that they're not going to have the intellectual wherewithal to resist is somehow an okay thing. Now, do you remember a few years ago when the media practically crucified Donald Trump for having the racist temerity to point out that one of the main reasons we should build a wall was that Mexico was sending us, you know, its rapists and drug dealers? Oh, God forbid. I can't believe he said that. Now, I wonder what those establishment talking heads are thinking today, because I'm guessing it isn't the phrase, guess we got that one wrong. So let me close this thought with all of this, uh, again, sorry for the, the paucity of the humor this time around. Don't worry, we'll get back to dick jokes tomorrow. But let me close with this. Please structure your response to this kind of thing from the ground up. If you got young children, now is the time to be sitting down with them and having a very serious conversation of the old don't take candy from strangers talk. They need to know how serious this is and how serious you are about them not ending up another tragic statistic in the left's war against common sense. So that's the first thing. Before you even consider the political aspect of this or the practical one, please make time to work this out with your kids. Now, once that's done, it's time to call some people on the carpet. November's coming, and I think it's incredibly important that stories like this not get buried in the news cycle. It's time to hold some politicians accountable for the mess they've made of things on the border, and it's time to hold other politicians accountable for not fighting harder. I'm sick of stories like this. They make me physically ill to think about as i'm sure they do you god bless you now go keep your kids safe sarah gonzalez is on the hot seat she's on the couch here Hello. what's up welcome to the program sarah are you gonna say those things to my face oh that your that your people are sending up rapists and drug lords no not oh, about that. your window <laughs> yeah open I'm the like, door to your window i i can still hear you guys talking about me i'm right here well, I mean, look, I'm no started. Gary Busey, but I do. Oh. I will. I will. You know, throw the. That piece. story is bizarre. Gary Busey. Well, they aren't saying exactly like what he did, what the allegations are. Yeah. He's 78 years old. He's got a brain injury. I know. He's. I've but seen the- him dry hump people's legs on The Apprentice. So, <laughs> you know. But did you look at the actual charges? No. They're they're very strangely worded, and the, and the police department didn't give any further details. You're so strangely knows? worded. Okay. <laughs> all right. But all, albeit well Did stated. I? Oh, you are stately. Um, I want to know about Anne Hayes. What do you know about this? So Anne Hayes, of course, crashed her car in California. She drove her electric vehicle right into through somebody's house. Yes. Caught on fire and subsequently died. They suspect she was under the influence of not only alcohol but cocaine and fentanyl right so i'm obviously not alex stein so i wouldn't call myself the resident conspiracy theorist but i would say that i dabble in it and what i was reading um i'm not sure that i completely can can sign on to it but what i was reading was uh, kind of fascinating so um people believe that she was actually killed she was murdered because um she was involved in a film that was about sex trafficking mm. and that the film was supposed to be based off of Jeffrey Epstein. Okay. And so people in Hollywood were very mad that she was doing the film and they were out to get her. So they hacked her car um, remotely and just like 
basically the accelerator would have been stuck to her. So she would have been trying to break. There is a video that they play that you can hear squealing that sounds like, to their credit, it sounds like um, that she was, you can see her driving past at a very, very high rate of speed and there's squealing. They're saying that's the brake. That's her trying to brake. That's the brakes. And the car is just barreling on. Also, it, it was interesting, at least, that whenever they were wheeling her, firefighters, paramedics were wheeling her into the ambulance, they had her all covered up. And then she like sits up at the end as they're wheeling her. And they put her back down. Yeah. yeah. Just I'm just I'm just giving you all of the all of the context and why people are Man. are saying maybe it was a setup. It's, it, it's just sad because you don't know in this world where you can't trust the government and you don't know who's in bed with who and you have yeah. all of these crazy things happening. Don't trust the government. It's it's let's, like, let's walk well, away from, I mean, let's walk away with the, the moral of the story being that don't trust the government. Also, don't trust Hollywood. No. They're all in bed together. Right. It's so you know, who knows? I, I tweeted. I tweeted my little cryptic, well worded thing the other night, late Thursday night, where I said and I, I showed it to you. I think I sent you a thing because I, I hesitated before I hit tweet. No, that I was said, the L's and the G's and the B's. Oh. This, one, this was the one where I said about the dogs. I said, if a dog oh. harms a child, you put the dog down. Right. That's the general rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care if it's a Southern Baptist dog. I don't care if it's a government dog or a Hollywood dog. It, it, obviously, it was targeting pedos. Right. And people were like, oh, it just depends on what the kid was doing to the dog. And <laughs> it just went. <laughs> no, we were talking about... <laughs> And then people are like, well, what about Roman Catholic dogs? Well, what about, I'm like, I, what, what is wrong with you people? All the dogs. Does it blow your mind that they use, it's like, do you think that I would excuse that? Because. Yeah. Oh, no, no. The, the Roman Catholics, they can do it. Well, they use that with the Southern Baptist stuff now. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, they're just as bad. And I think That's they should be treated the same. That's why I the Southern Baptist dogs. Right. I agree. Because people keep, come, keep, keep coming to me saying, what are you, you're not going to call out the Southern Baptist? Uh, if you're guilty, you're guilty. I don't right. care. I don't care if you're Donald Trump. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I want you all down. Period. Kind of story. It kind of gives you a, a little look into the their list. mind of how they think. Yeah. I'm not protecting any pedophile. They would if it was the right pedophile. Well, we we've seen that, right? I mean, my God, Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, they gave him a damn a building named after him or whatever, a whole department named after him at Harvard. Yeah, he wasn't a smart person. He had a compound in New Mexico surrounded by the political elites. So wild. We've exposed this before. We'll be right back. I stopped in a gas station the other day, and uh, I did go in on purpose because I had to pee. Mm. And normally, I'm a man. I like to pee outside. So, like, if I'm driving through the country, and there's a lot of that in Texas, like, I just pull off in a little, I just pee right there beside the truck. Mm-hmm. Done it many, many times. I believe you. I enjoy it. It's one of the few pleasures I have at 49. <laughs> um, but I went in and used the restroom. And they still had one of those like condom machines on the wall. You know, it was like they stuck it up there in 1977 and it's just been <laughs> rusted out with people's urine ever since. Ugh. And it has the horny goat weed. I don't know what horny goat weed is. I don't want to try it. It may be fentanyl. 
these days. <laughs> you never know. You never but know. all the condoms and stuff. And I'm like, do they have that in women's restrooms ever? Any of that? No. Like, I mean, they have tampon machines. Do they? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, see, like, I would think that that's still relevant. Right. I just can't imagine 75 cents, three quarters for a rubber machine in the men's bathroom at the racetrack. Or it wasn't a racetrack, but it was, you know, whatever five and dime. You know, and when you can go out to aisle three and grab you a whole box. Yeah, that's a great point. I also would think that the horny goat weed has long been expired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. At the break, something just made me think about that. Um, <laughs> speaking of things that should have been uh, wrapped in a prophylactic a long time ago, Brian Stelter. I just can't <laughs> let it go yet. Uh, in, in I can't believe you got him fired. Just squeeze it. Just squeeze the reservoir tip and roll it right down over that potato head. <laughs> Uh, we have some of his reliable sources in a montage, and I would love for you to see the clip play it. I'm going to go a little bit uh, rogue here, so bear with me, okay? Trump's odd behavior with Vladimir Putin is compelling so many people to ask, what does Putin have on Trump? Has Trump been compromised? When you see um, entire media companies essentially exist to tear down Joe Biden, is there an equivalent to that on the left, tearing down Trump? <laughs> You're cracking me up. The lying, the deception, the anti-media attacks, it is getting worse. Being clear about the threat to democracy is one of the most important things that American journalists can do. Reducing a liar's reach is not the same as censoring freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is different than freedom of reach. It's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Hey, is it? Is, yeah, so hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss a guy. I'm gonna miss a guy talking ah. about these media platforms that are targeting Joe Biden. They want to bring Joe Biden down. I have a question for you. Okay. You would say that I am a very womanly woman, right? God. Yeah. Okay. Who Boy, do you I want a critical race? Your theory. <laughs> It's not where I'm going with this. What I was going to say was, who do you think has more estrogen in their body? Me or Brian Stelter? Brian Stelter. I'm taking estrogen blockers right now because <laughs> I want a reliable sources. Yeah. So we, we speculated on this yesterday. Where does he land? MSNBC? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think. I, they think so. I no, don't think so. No, I don't. Because how can you, in, in good conscience, look, MSNBC, they're dumb. But how yeah. do you take a failed host and put him on your network? Well, I mean, what, like, I can tell a, you this. Like, if no, no. One, if no one watches me on The Blaze, yeah. and all of a sudden Blaze says, we don't want Chad back because nobody's watching the show, I got a feeling Newsmax ain't going to beat down the door. No, no, no. OAN's not coming unknocking. I I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to do something um It'll be an independent. independent podcast. That's mm-hmm. what I said. It's going to mm-hmm. be some kind of deal like yep. that. Can you? No, I don't think so. I just can't imagine. Can you? Like, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. They're stu- I mean, I they're stupid, but they're not that stupid. Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow. Yeah, but um, then people watch that. They all have a show on MSNBC. But the people watch them. Mm-hmm. Do they? People watch the view. Not not a not a, as much as they used to, but they're also they also check a few more uh intersectionality boxes than Brian Stelter. Yeah. No one wants Stelter. to watch Brian Stelter. Nobody wants to watch Stelter. Not even his wife wants to watch him. <gasps> Is he married? 
Somebody's yes. hitting that. And he's also like 36 years old, yeah. which I I'm a thumb I and I, my penis over. looks like a thumb too. <laughs> I look in the mirror naked and I can't see which is which. I don't know who's the real me. I know I'm a dick. <laughs> but that's my penis. How many teeth does he have in his mouth? <laughs> well, they're all squinched right in there together. Like Freddie Mercury got four extra incisors. I mean, people say I have a, a large mouth, but man. Oh, you do have a large mouth. Oh Let's God. play a TikTok. <laughs> there are like millions of options for neo pronouns. A lot of people even like make up their own ones. Uh-huh. I'm just going to do some of the popular ones. We'll start with it. Hello. It would really like a vanilla cone with uh, chocolate sprinkles. Oh, please. And God, get it would really like life. it in a bowl if you can do that with a spoon. It's just less messy that way. All right, we appreciate it. So another one I wanted to do was Hugh. It's Hugh Hughes Hume. And it kind of is short for human, um, which I really like because I I just identify as a human. I don't really have a gender identity right now, um, but it would sound something like this. Hugh would really like a vanilla cone. I'll get it to Hume. Mm. Thank you. Mm. I wonder if Hugh's on her period. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Hughes can get periods. Oh they can go God. into the gas station and go to the bathroom uh, <laughs> right where Sarah is, put 75 cents in there. And because uh, otherwise, Hughes is going to bleed all over herself. Hughes self. These people are so mentally ill. Please, God, I want to be somewhere where somebody says, it would like an ice cream cone. <laughs> I, I, it would? I, let's see just how comfortable it is in its pronoun choice, because I am about to put you on blast on a personal level. I'm sorry. I, I am not mature enough to be able to handle that level of ridicule opportunity potential to just pass by. Like, I'm just not gentlemanly enough on that, because come on. It? It? Are you a cousin? Well, Chad, I are thought, you cousin it? I thought it was not something we should label them ass remember when like the trannies <laughs> i like, say that it? all the time and they get very angry they get at me. really angry and, and you're and not that supposed is, to do that that is you're my, my to. defense is like but i don't know what else to call you so i'm just gonna call now, you it i catch myself all the time like people say talk about i spoke last week to a big group and they were like you know talking about the campaign i said we did this and this and this and i, and I was like Who's we? Yeah. Like, I was the one driving the you. truck here. I was like, I, I like, am I having a pronoun issue with this whole, like, I keep referring to myself as a we. Like, and, no, and, it was me. And literally, you were the one driving the truck <laughs> all over Texas. It was yeah, you. It was either me or James Ussery. <laughs> and I don't think of us as being a we like that. So uh, James is an it. Um, anyway, it has a gun. And I like when it travels with me because it gives me even more security. All right, uh, don't go. Important stuff. We'll be right back. ShopSarahG.com. Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered mm-hmm. on YouTube. Go subscribe. Are you asking or telling? I'm telling. <laughs> that I'm telling like a people what mark. to do, but very in a very kind, gentle way. That is very soothing. It's very soothing. Shop ShopSarahG.com. There's no H. Fine, Sarah's G. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do that. It's already been found. <laughs> oh, dumb been found. <laughs> uh, watchchad.com has all the fun stuff. It's where it's at. So go check it out. Come find us at a live show. 
Um, got a lot of stuff coming up. Conroe, Texas uh, on the 3rd. That's just next week. Going to be a big old music festival we're a part of, headlining that sucker at uh, Southern Star Brewing. And don't forget, don't forget to go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad to sign up. Use it, use it, use it. I've even been going back and watching the old episodes of Humor Me. You can still get them there. It's good stuff. Uh, Wednesday is our hump day. We're going to get humpty. We'll talk to you then. We love you. God bless you. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.